What's up and welcome to another episode of the Grindline Podcast. This is episode 51 and we are here on Draft Lotto Day, the Woo. 9th of April, 2019. I'm not wooing yet because I know one way or another we're going to get screwed. Uh, but the way we wanted to do this tonight is we kind of wanted to react in real time to the draft lottery. Uh, so you will get our raw emotion, whether it be elation or depression, one of the two. I don't think there's any middle ground. And no, uh, there'll be middle ground. If we draft like four or five, I'll be like, meh, okay. But if we hit top three, there'll be elation. If we hit six or seven, there'll be depression. So well, That's why we have alcohol. So Exactly. But I am here with Ryan tonight. You just oh, heard. Ryan, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Well, right now, I'm pretty good. We'll see how we are in about 20-ish minutes. Ryan is also newly married, so congratulations, Ryan. Oh, why, thank you. Sitting next to my lovely wife, a.k.a. the fiancé from past episodes. She's prepared to throw (laughs) random comments into my ear during this to make sure that we're on point with our facts, as she usually does. Is she prepared to throw objects if the draft lottery goes wrong? Uh, I don't know if she'll throw objects as much as I will if the draft lottery goes wrong, but she'll have. She just has to deal this, with me, so I think that's that's pretty much enough. This episode could end rather abruptly if the the bingo balls don't fall in our favor. <laughs> well, luckily she's drinking too, so this actually is great for all parties involved. She's got a nice, good. good glass of wine, hefty pour, if you will. Absolutely. Uh, today might be a little elongated episode. I know the the draft uh, lottery coverage is about an hour. We start about 20 minutes into it, but we also are going to do a mailbag. So we'll take questions uh, before this kicks off. We don't know when they're actually going to start counting down. So we may interrupt in the middle to go over it. And we're watching two different streams right now. Ryan's got NBC Sports up. I've got uh, Sportsnet up. We'll see what happens. So let's take a couple questions first. Uh, Tyler might also jump in in the middle of this. I don't know if he texts me, I'll invite him, but we'll see. It's going to be kind of a whirlwind episode. Yeah, just hold on, hold on to your butts, as Samuel L. Jackson would say. This is going to get movie. crazy. Good movie. So we're going to take a question from Twitter first, where we were asked, how far would a top three pick move the rebuild forward? And Ryan, I will let you start with that and what your thoughts on a top three pick would do to to the overall rebuild i think the the top three pick moves the rebuild up at least a year if not two i mean i think that we've beat the horse dead enough that we still think that the team is about two years away from being effectively competitive but that's also if all the right moves are made outside of just drafting be a free agency but if you can land a especially if it's top two player if somehow a Hughes or Capo slide one which is very unlikely but you're getting that level of player anywhere within the top three top four on a team that doesn't really have that level of player yeah Larkin made that step but you add another piece I mean look what Hirose did in just a few short games Zadina showed what he can do and be in a top prospect top pick um but these guys will be better than all of those guys combined. Larkin was, what, a number 15? 15. 15th overall. So, uh, yeah, it's. I think it bumps it up a year. I think it puts them two years away from being a true contender because of what the type of roster overhaul is about to take place. And it's, it's what they need. It's what everyone, we as fans, bitch about and hope for. So that's kind of where I feel about it. 
Yeah, I I tend to agree there. I think it speeds it up by a couple years. I think if you get a guy like Jack Hughes who can come in instantly and be mm-hmm. your second line center in year one and and put up points and and be solid defensively. And then the year after you have a guy like Joe Valeno come in. Cause I don't with, with Holland's comments, I don't believe that that Valeno will be on the team next season. Right. But in two years, Joe Valeno comes in. He's, and you've got interchangeable centers on, on line two and line three. It, it does speed it up by maybe a couple years, a guy like Kako, when you get that kind of scoring ability, if it translates instantly to the NHL, uh, and I mean, not even instantly in, in year two, if he can score at the clip that he scores in the, in the Finnish league mm-hmm. playing with men at 18, I mean, he's only going to get better. If you look at Larkin, what Larkin just did at 22 years old and he <laughs> might not hit his prime until 25, 26, that's scary. Mm-hmm. And Kako, I think would also speed up the the rebuild by a couple years. So instead of being in the playoffs in in two and maybe a Stanley Cup contender in five or six, you might be in the playoffs. I mean, maybe still in two, maybe maybe next season, but maybe in two, and you might be a contender in four, four years. Yeah. So just getting those new guys in, getting people around him, I think it also frees you up to make other moves because if you get a top pick you're probably going to want to be a little bit more aggressive than you would be if maybe you land at five or six. So right. I, I would that, agree. I maybe adds, a couple years. Yeah. It would, it would add validity, a lot more validity to uh, Ken Holland saying that next year he expects to make the playoffs, even with not so much of a bit of a roster turnover. But I think he, of all people, even though, we take his comments and run with it. I think he's expecting a top pick and that's what you would hope he expects. But if they do get top three, I think that can legitimize, if you will, what he's been saying and hoping for. And we saw late in the end of the season, what a youth and rejuvenized type of roster can do for this type of coaching style that Blashill brings that yep. everyone still hates, but we'll see. Yeah. Speak, speaking of Ken Holland, uh, Sportsnet just showed him on the vi- on the screen. Apparently, at eight thirty, they're going to start the lottery coverage. So that's in about mm-hmm. five minutes. Five They've just been likes. bullshitting for the past half an hour. So, yeah. Hmm. yeah, I and and with the comments Holland made recently uh, on ninety seven won the ticket, he was on there. Uh, he was on locker room cleanout day. I'm sure you guys have heard the comments. He doesn't sound like he's planning on going anywhere. Uh, he kind of shrugged off the idea of him leaving or retiring or moving positions. Uh, what was interesting is, is 97 won the ticket. They asked him, do you want to retire a Red Wing no matter what the capacity? And he, he did not say yes. He at one point said, I don't know. He said he hadn't had to think about it. He says he loves being a Red Wing, but he never said yes. He never said he wanted to retire a wing. So I, I don't know if that pushes us closer to the Holland to Seattle talk, but I, I definitely thought he would have said, yes, I'd love to retire a Red Wing, but he didn't. So that's, that was a little weird for me, but I think Holland, I don't think he plans on moving uh, out of, out of position just to let Stevie in. Cause he was asked about that too. And he kind of laughed it off and said, he talks to Iserman all the time and has no idea what he's doing. So. 
this is gonna I, to me. I think this is the most awkward off season that the Wings have faced since I can ever remember. Between the talk of Hey Kenny, are you gonna go? Are you gonna step aside? Is Stevie coming back? Are we gonna get a top three pick? I mean, we have cap space. Are you gonna waste it on? guys that aren't getting you to the point that you need to be, or are you going to actually make a move on some of these top tier free agents that are going to be out there like an Eric Carlson, if he comes out, um, it, it's, well, he has, he has said he wants to be up against the cap. He says, we are not going to be a team that has a ton of extra cap space. They would like to be as close to the cap as possible. So that to me, that means he, he's going to try and bring a couple people in. Right. But the question is who, is yep. that going to be re-signing Vanek for another friggin' year? Is that going to be Jacob Truba? If it's Truba, I'm good for it. If it's, if it's, if it's Truba, Carlson, Carlson, I'm good for it. Carlson, I mean, Carlson, I, absolutely. But I would also take Truba because he still brings that extra element to the defense that they don't have. Heronic started yep. showing flashes of what they can do with a good puck-moving guy. But you need health back there. And I think Truba's been a little bit more healthy, I guess you could say. Carlson's been he's been bumped facing some bumps and bruises the last couple of years, which is a little bit worrisome. Yeah, but he's missing a, part of his ankle. Yeah. So, <laughs> what is with the Swedes and ankles and knees? I don't know. But imagine imagine Carlson or Truba on the D and then drafting a guy like Byram and then putting in Hironic and Chalowski full time. And Mike Green still. Can't and Mike Green. Green if he's healthy. So, and the other thing that I pulled out of of locker room cleanout is it's almost 100% guaranteed that Cronwall comes back. Holland's comment was he still he still has gas in the tank. They can come back and play and produce cool. his team. It's up to him. Now there are a lot of people that are saying, well, if you watch the end of the game, the last game of the season, Cronwall was out there for the whole last minute. He picked up the puck at the end of the game. I think he picked up the puck to give to Caden Fulcher because it was his first ever NHL game. I mean, mm. right from Toledo to freaking Red Wings. Right. So I, I think you I think you pick it up and give it to the kid for that reason. But if Cronwell wants to retire and if he thinks that's what's best for the team, I think he'll do it. He's the kind of guy that would take one for the team, say I'm done, give myself a little break, spend time with my kids, let the team move forward the way it needs to move forward. He's not going to selfishly say, you know, put me in coach because I yeah. all I want to do is play. So oh. I understand he feels good, but I think he knows that, that the kids need to play. Uh-oh. I don't know where you're at here, but uh, there are uh, cards being walked from old episodes of the draft lottery. Sportsnet is on a commercial with Nosferatu. Oh, God. I don't know how I'm going to do this. <laughs> so speaking of Bow and Byram, our next question is, if Byram is gone, who do you take? So this is assuming that we're probably at I – don't, I don't expect Byram to be there. I, I think he's going to go three or four. Mm-hmm. So if we're five, six, or seven – uh, who am I taking? So as of right now, and I've seen a lot of people say, well, not a lot of people, but I've seen people say, take Cole, Cole Caulfield. Now, he's a legit scorer. He isn't projected to go until 13. Some have him at 26. I'm wow, probably yeah. taking, yeah, I'm probably taking Kirby Doc or I am taking Dylan Cousins. I think your six through about 10 are are razor thin margins yeah not much of a difference between them so six or ten you're getting still really high on talent but you're not getting a 
a talent like Kako or Hughes or even Pod Colson, but we talked about him last podcast where he might be in the KHL for two more years and never come over. Which is terrifying. Yeah, so I'm taking a guy like Cousins or I'm taking a guy like Kirby Doc who are pretty versatile and don't only play center. They can play the wing. So uh, what are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Cousins. If he puts some weight on with that that 6'3 frame, you got another big body center. I mean, in a way, it kind of reminds me of you hear a description of uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, so you got that type of player coming in to try to hopefully make an impact for you. Um, but really going your way, you look at Kirby Dak, though, the same way. He's 6'4". Um, so if they're adding size and skill, I like it because you can tell that's what they've been doing a lot lately. Hey, there's Kenny Holland. It's like space balls right now. <laughs> what happened to now? We passed it. When? Just now. <laughs> uh, where, what were we talking about? Uh, who would I like to see the oh, Wings yeah. pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, this, so, is, this is the fun one. This is the, this the is other the thing I was day. going with was I was watching videos of, of uh, Peyton Krebs. Peyton Krebs also looks good. His highlight videos are, are pretty nuts. He's amazing putt control, good feet, good maneuverability. He can get out of the way, but I think Krebs probably it goes a little lower, closer to 10. Mm-hmm. So, so I think you're probably looking at Cousins or Kirby Doc at the 5, 6, 7 position right there but i think i think byram is gone at that point yeah and you i don't think that they're gonna make a stretch at a different type of goalie or not goalie a defenseman or you i know people are like oh spencer knight no they're not doing that either so no i think i think they're our best assumption is that they're going forward it doesn't matter who if you're outside that top three you're going best player available so just like last year yeah, and I mean, if you really want Spencer Knight, if he's like your dude and you really want him still in the first in the first round, I have no problem trading a third and one of the seconds to move up, or like a fourth and one of the seconds to move up to for a person who doesn't really think that, that anything left in the first really makes much of a deal to them. Uh-oh, hold on, he's got a big all stack of cards. All right, he just set him on the table. Where are you at? Uh, he's talking. Bald man is talking. I'm going to pause it real a ball band's talking? Okay. I think Ken Holland just coughed. At 15. Cool. Montreal. The Canadians did not move Suckers. up. 14. Number 14. Come on. Arizona. The Arizona Coyotes? Cool. Arizona is not nice. in the top three. Are they going to do it all at once? Because last like time they spaced out one, two, and three. Here comes 13. Got to be Florida Panthers. The Florida Panthers. Beautiful. Nice. Florida's not Chicago. Yeah. Well, the next one better be Chicago. 12 should be Chicago. It should go Chicago, mini Philadelphia, the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, Chicago's in, Chicago's in the top three. That is still, oh, that pisses me off. God damn it. Jesus Christ. Number 11. So this should be Philly. Okay. So Philly is, is not oh. in the top three. Oh, this is fucking nerve wracking. Did, wasn't it a 12 seed that jumped in the top three last year, too? Uh, I think so. Number 10 now should be Vancouver. The Canucks. The Vancouver Canucks. Okay, so Vancouver did not move up. Oh, God, this is killing me. See, I'm already Should be Anna. Thank God. Okay, good. Anaheim didn't move. All right, now here's where things might get broken. If fucking Edmonton. Yeah, if, if Edmonton up, moves up, the world is going to end. Fucking rude. I swear. Oh, thank, oh God. thank God. Okay. So it's a little better. So New York Rangers should be next. 
So that means that uh, New York is in the top three. Fuck! So watch us hit six. Here we go. Here we go. Number six is going to be us, and we're going to draft God the same place it. as last year. Yep. Same bullshit. as last year. Son of a bitch. Watch the Avalanche get the number one pick now. So there's your Dylan Cousins. Number five is... Wow. Yeah. This is rough, man. So that means that Jersey, the Avs. So it's Jersey. Fucking serious. No way. So so it's Jersey, the Rangers, and Chicago. That's fucking dirty. Come on. Oh, I'm so mad. Oh, I'm so mad. Wow. I don't understand. Well, so what we have what we've come to realize is that's what happens when you go on a win streak at the end of the season and destroy your draft position. No matter how much you think uh, it's going to carry over to next year and it's going to give you hope and it's going to develop your players and your winning culture, well now you're drafting at 6. So, you've lost out on the top defenseman because that's going to most likely Colorado. They're stacked on forwards. They'll take the defenseman at number four. You are getting one of Dylan Cousins or Kirby Doc, which is okay. It's not terrible. But are Dylan Cousins or Kirby Doc going to turn out better than Joe Vino? No. There's your thing. So, so you're getting a you're getting a three C at that point. Now I don't know what you what you do, but look at look at Stan Bowman with the shit-eating grin on his face i don't i don't understand but that's like i said i'll I'll partially attribute that to to that win streak at the end of the season it just it's that's that's what it is and you didn't want to lose you wanted to win all those games you felt it was good and and now you'll feel and and so we'll already answer the first question we're not pushing the rebuild back uh, are pushing the rebuild forward, it's it's going to stay on about the same course because the guy that you pick is probably in the CHL, which means he will not be able to come to the NHL next season. Not that he would anyways because he's not a top three pick. So let's answer mm. another question because now I'm angry. What the, hey, speaking of, what the fuck is Tyler doing? Because that son of a bitch just tweeted. Did he? Yeah, he's yeah. fucking around. I don't know. He says he just got home. Son of a bitch. All right. Well, we're almost done anyways. We've got a couple more questions. So uh, who, the next question is from Twitter is, who is the random guy you want to take in the draft? You got to pick some random dude. Who's got the sweetest Whether, name. Yeah. Just pick the sweetest name. And I'll give my random dude first. Uh, with my third round selection, I'm taking Tag Bertuzzi. Ooh. It is Todd's kid. Uh, he was projected earlier in the year to be a little higher. He's got a pretty great game. Uh, he can score goals. He's got pretty good vision. Uh, but he's Todd Bertuzzi's kid. If we can get two Bertuzzi's in the lineup, I'm all for it. Yeah. Ironically enough, he plays for Guelph, huh? He does. He plays for the Guelph Storm, and I think they are in the championship uh, right now. Nice. I believe so. Man, I don't know. So did you find a, did you find a good name? Someone you want to take randomly? I saw a dude named Barkland. That looked like fun. Fairbrother. Gianni Fairbrother. Fair brother, fair brother. That We're gonna take like a nice hearty name. That's who you want. The defenseman from the Everett Silver Tips. He's a Canadian. 
36 okay. points in 64 games. Okay. Not bad. 83. What is that number? So we're taking, we'll take him. That's oh, 83 fine. penalty minutes. Looks like he might be a little bit of an aggressor. Good. His name's Fairbrother, and he beats people up. Six foot, 194. Wow. Oh, my. He's a big boy. Yeah. All right. There you go. <laughs> So that's that's your random person you'll take. Yeah, I'll take Tag though. Gianni um, Fairbrother. There we go. Tag, I think was like I said, he was rated a little higher at the beginning of the year and end of last year. Uh, he was probably early mid second round, uh, but now he's he's kind of fallen to around the eighties. So I think with my third round pick, I I I'd have no problem taking Tag Bertuzzi from Facebook. Uh, it's what's your take on the current goalie situation with the Red Wings? So, Ryan, do you want to start off with goalie talk? Um, I will let you, and I will go off what you – oh, they're back on to the top three. Well, then I'll just start talking about goalies until my night is ruined in about five seconds. So, uh, the goalie situation right now, you've got Jimmy Howard for another year. If you haven't been keeping tabs on our prospects, Philip Larson has been lights out in the uh, NCAA right now. He took his team to the Frozen Four with back-to-back shutouts. He has been phenomenal. Uh, he he had injury, a little bit of injury problems, but he came back and just had a stellar season. Oh, wait, the ball guy's talking in. Be Chicago. Be Chicago. Chicago fucking Be Chicago. Thank God. I'm not as pissed. Good. Okay. Ha-ha. Suck it, Stan Bowman. It's Maybe he'll take It's going to be Colton. fucking Jersey again. They're going to get another top pick. Oh, of course That's they are. Fucking Edmonton you know. 2.0. Yeah, they'll never do anything with it either. It's a waste. Watch it. Here it comes. Fuck you. Oh, my God. What Fuck a waste. Again. What a waste. Jesus Christ. So, Jack Hughes is going to Jersey. What a terrible place to live, first of all. And then what a... What a terrible team. I don't. Yeah, you're right. Edmonton 2.0. Second time in three years. They're hitting first overall. They which should, is shouldn't nice. be allowed to pick first in within five a five-year period twice. Yeah, I don't know. Unbelievable. It's, whatever, I guess. But back to my goalie take. Last year. No. Back to my goalie take, though. Um, you've got Larson, so he's set. He's your goalie of the future, I believe, Philip Larson. Uh, then your backup will most likely be Keith Petrozelli, who has looked pretty good at Quinnipiac, but his the front of him has has been crazy good. So he's not getting as much of a chance because the other guys, the I believe the first and third goalies are actually leaving to sign with teams. So he'll get more of a chance now, but uh, he had one of the best goalies in the league in front of him, so he wasn't getting as much play time. And then your dark horse goalie is uh, Jesper Eliasson. We drafted him last year, I think, and and he's been pretty good um, over in uh, – he's playing in Finland. Ryan, are you too angry to talk? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm upset. But uh... – <laughs> I, I'm I'm excited about Larson because he, that's he's in Denver, correct? Yep. Is it DU Denver University? Yep. Okay. No, he's he has had a fantastic season. I believe I haven't I've been awful when it comes to goalies in general when it comes to this conversation, but I know that he has helped lead them to the Frozen Four, if I'm not mistaken. And with what Detroit really has in the pipeline, 
he is now our Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, yeah, exactly. He's our only hope. Yeah, our only hope indeed. So Jimmy's got two more years probably if he stays healthy. Bernier, who fucking knows. And then after that, you might as well do a lottery like this and pray for something. I'm not moving up to take Spencer Knight. No reason. I I don't know. It, he, our goalie situation is not as bleak as people think it is. If you do a little bit of goalie research on the current prospects that we have, I mean, we've probably got five or six in the system. Man, does Jack Hughes look super sad to be going to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's going to start crying. He was He's hooked on Detroit, man. Those comments he made, I would love to stay around here, but you know, obviously that's not happening. Well, I think that's going to wrap up our podcast for tonight. I'm just uh, fucking angry now. That's yeah, great. our reaction is that you're getting you're getting you're getting cousins or you're getting Doc unless Kenny trades down. There's no way you're trading up. There's no way the Devils are trading that pick. They're a dumpster fire. I I mean, Nico Heischer is okay, but like we said, it's the first time, like the second time in three years that they've gotten the first overall pick. And, and Jack Hughes just doesn't look happy about it. So we're going to no. end there. Uh, in, Ryan, in comparison to how he looked at the start, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly. Either he's tired or pissed, one of the two. So, uh, Ryan, give me your final thoughts and your Twitter handle. Final thoughts are everything is canceled and ruined. It's stupid. The fucking Devils, their second overall, first overall pick in two years. Red Wings, I think the quote I saw that put it perfectly is they won two two games, two games too many because they would have finished where New Jersey was at and then had their chances for the number one pick. And it's all ruined. So I don't know. I don't have any more final thoughts. I'm just going to start drinking. Yeah, I'm going to twi- drink. Twitter handle is RDRyan33. My final thoughts are we'll get a good player, but. I, I think you should good. Think not great, Greg. Good. Yeah, good. But but I think what you need to think is was it all worth it? Was it worth it to to go on that win streak at the end of the season to build morale? Was it worth it to to not maybe lose two of those games to to solidify your position to maybe get a better overall chance? Because it's bingo ball, sure, but you want to give yourself the best perspective percentage and you want to give yourself the hardest route to sliding further so i mean it was that was the worst possible scenario for ottawa slash colorado was fourth i'll take fourth because then i'm getting bow and byram yep but now i'm drafting six the number one defenseman's gone by six so and you know there's no way they're they're going to be able to trade up with who's ahead of them in the top five slots no, not at all. And there's no, I mean, I'm not wasting a future to, to move up a few slots, but it's, it sucks. And, and just, I mean, they really got to look back and say, was, was it worth it winning those games? And I'm going to say it wasn't, but they might have a different outlook on it. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at bringing the wing. You can follow the Grindline podcast, Twitter online at Grindline pod. You can check us out on Facebook uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, we should be back on Stitcher by now. We also have a Redbubble account for our merch. If you go on Redbubble and search "grind uh, the Grindline, or if you go on our Twitter page, you'll find a link there. And all of the merch helps us support our podcast, keeps us going, gets us new equipment. 
lets us do fun stuff like that. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for tonight. For me, Greg, and Ryan, uh, you stay classy, hockey down. <laughs>